Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to The Spiritual Path and to our one-year anniversary show. Yay! <laughs> wow! It has been one year, yeah. <laughs> the 24th was actually the first show. Um, and so today's the 23rd, but it's still officially one year anniversary show because we're not doing a show tomorrow. <laughs> Only every other Sunday, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yay! Made it a year. And we're getting more and more listeners and, you know, just putting out wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, I get a lot of great feedback, which is really good because this is definitely a labor of love. You know, I started this show in order to just, you know, really put it out there for people to end their suffering, which is why I chose to do a show today about ending suffering. (laughs) And how do we go about that, right? It's a lot simpler than what we think. And I'm also welcoming back Floor today. She has agreed once again um, to, you know, join me and talk about, you know, all that has gone on with her ending ending her suffering (laughs) through my coaching. Um, So, yay! Absolutely. How you doing for it? Honestly, any show you invite me to, you have awesome subjects, and it's great to be here and listen and learn and contribute. Yes, I'm doing very well, and I'm enjoying um, giving my psychic readings in the springtime. People seem to be like bunnies bouncing around enjoying the sun, and it's the time to get excited and create. And, you know, who wants to be suffering in spring? We don't want suffering in spring. So I know. we want to be creating, mm. don't we? We want all that creative, vibrant, fresh energy. So we don't right. want suffering holding us back. No. So what and that, and that's the whole thing is, like, about the energy. I mean, yesterday I went to um, the March for Science here in Los Angeles. And, you know, it was really hot. It was 85 degrees. There was very little shade. Um, And I also went and ate some things that, um, yeah, caused my stomach to do loop-de-loops. And yet I didn't Mm. suffer. I didn't suffer at all. And, yeah, (laughs) because um, the main thing of what I've learned and what I've been teaching people you know, the, the, the nugget, if you will, okay, is this. To see absolutely everything in our lives as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it takes practice. 
that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, because what happens is that we have these programs that tell us that, well, you know, if we're feeling physically ill, say, that we must suffer. Um, that we must suffer because, um, you know, I don't know uh, what's a good example. Um, we must suffer because, you know, to be beautiful if you're female. Um, mm. A lot of females get that message, right? <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and but we equate pain with suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in Buddhist philosophy, as it says, pain is imminent, and suffering is an option. And that's something mm-hmm. that, for me, for a long time in my life, I was trying to figure out. Well, you know, how is suffering an option? Is suffering really an option? And how do I go about, you know, looking at suffering as being an option? Um. So the first thing that I learned to do was to embrace pain. Um, but that still caused me suffering um, because now what I was doing was I was going in and just, you know, being in the pain and, you know, and doing the thing where people say, you know, embracing your darkness, um, embracing mm. your pain. Um, right. But it was because I didn't understand the concept of what embracing pain was, right? Like, right. so it was causing me more suffering. And mm. while it was a step forward, because I wasn't resisting pain, um, I also wasn't able to really see the beauty of pain. So pain... It's a huge opportunity. It always is. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So if we think about it, you know, I mean, pain comes into our life in so many different ways, or it can, um, depending upon the individual and what it is that might or might be computing as being something painful for them. Um, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I discuss that one. Because everybody has felt some kind of heartbreak. And not just in relationships, but, you know, through death, right? Um, When somebody close to us dies, there's definitely a lot of heartbreak that happens with that. Um, Perhaps we're working very hard on, you know, achieving something. Um, We have a goal of of maybe, um, you know, finishing school and maybe a lot of things got in our way and and we weren't able to Mm -hmm. achieve what it was we thought we really, really wanted. Um, And so that caused us a lot of heartbreak. Um, Mm -hmm. But what happens is when we don't see that as an opportunity, okay, so what happens is we we suffer because we start being on ourselves. We start asking, you know, oh, well, you know, God doesn't want me to do this. The universe doesn't want me to do this. Or am I doing something wrong? I must be wrong. There must be something wrong with me, et cetera, et cetera. I can't get what I want. This then 
contributes, and it causes all of this suffering. Um, and then pretty soon, everything in our life becomes, you know, this big ball of suffering. And we start avoiding mm-hmm. things, right? Well, okay, that's not where I'm supposed to be. That's not what I'm supposed to do. So, you know, those people that know me and have listened to the show before know that I have an education in science, um, which was part of what spurred me to go yesterday. Um, and when I was there, um, you know, my because of how I've grown my relationship to those people in the science community was very different. Um, and in the past, I would have seen myself, because I'm feeling different, as, well, okay, I don't belong here. So because now right. I've looked at things as if it is an opportunity, okay, I asked myself instead, well, how is this an opportunity? And I got a plethora of ideas of how I could contribute in a different way because of my own personal yeah. experiences to helping to push science forward. And, you know, because I'm a spiritual person, you know, thinking about, you know, that integration and not just integrating it for spiritual people, but also integrating it where scientific people can understand that. And some of them do, and some of them don't, you know. Um, And I spoke to quite a few people who didn't, and they didn't understand that, and they, you know, it was really just sort of this cutoff. And so I saw that, like, wow, okay, that's an opportunity, right? So instead wow, of yeah. looking at that as, right, so instead of looking at that as, well, okay, these people aren't going to understand and this and that I'm going to avoid, which then would have caused me suffering, I said, oh, okay, well, let me play around with this and look at this big challenge and how is this, how can this challenge afford me an opportunity because science is something and spirituality is something that I am so passionate about. I know it's something that I really want. Right to be a part wow. of this whole big community, right? So that's yeah, so simple. That's such a simple tool, and it was totally put you in alignment with what you're passionate about and everything that you've been involved in and continue to want to be involved in. That's amazing. Just ask yourself, right? What is so that's just one example, but I want to talk yeah. about examples that are more relative to other people. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's relative to me. Right. Example, Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know. It's, exci- it's exciting stuff. It really is. So mm-hmm. take heartbreak, right? So um, someone who is dear to me, I think it was maybe about six weeks ago, had a breakup. Um, and they had a breakup with somebody who is, you know, is it, who is their twin flame, who is, you know, and, and it was very amicable breakup. But she was in tons of pain. She kept coming to me and saying, you know, I'm in all of this pain. But she kept coming to me and saying, and it's beautiful. Because as I embrace this pain, as I see this as an opportunity. This is what she was doing. I see she was seeing this as an opportunity. Oh, my gosh, Kim, you know, there is just, you know, all of this beauty. And I've been through this and done this. It's just all of this beauty 
that's being bestowed upon me. It's cracking my heart wide open. And not only did she love herself so much deeper, but she was loving and loving and loving everything in her life that much deeper. Because she saw it as an opportunity. It's really that simple. So she was not suffering. Not at all. And as a matter of fact, as she was on social media and she was posting and I could see, you know, that she was she was getting all of this really great, beautiful stuff to share with people. And so and it allowed her the opportunity to share those things. So not only did she take that opportunity as, you know, really opening her heart and loving, but she took the opportunity and she brought it forward to help other people. Mm. Right? To interrelate, to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. To be brave, to have no fear. And, yeah, and she got through it quite quickly because she saw it as that opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So, and we discussed this before, you know. So take something that's like this whole, um, you know, that pertains to our health, Right. Um, So we see disease or, you know, being overweight or what have you as, you know, oval or suffering. But what if instead we saw that as an opportunity to become that much more healthy? What if instead what we do is we look at it like, okay, my body is talking to me. It's saying that there's something out of whack. Okay, mm-hmm. which now is affording me the opportunity to get in line with having a healthier life. So I may mm-hmm. have thought my body was healthy, and then all of a sudden this, you know, disease and whatnot presented itself. Okay, and sometimes yes, you know, maybe our diet and whatnot cannot eradicate what's going on. So say, you know, like maybe your person has lupus or something like that. So okay, this mm-hmm. is something that has come to me as a challenge. My body's challenging me, so how do I see this as an opportunity? Okay, mm-hmm. well, it's going to either spur me on or I'm going to suffer. And we see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't we just love it when we see somebody who, you know, has some sort of a disability and overcomes it, right? Absolutely. The that is covered with it. Yeah, Right, right. And that's because that person saw that as an opportunity. Mm. Mm. They said, this isn't going to, like, really get in my way. It's just a challenge. It's there to teach me. It's there to show me. It's there to, you know, spur me forward. Because it's always the people who are the most challenged in life that choose to see it as an opportunity, okay, that are really the most inspiring people. First, they inspire mm. themselves, right? Yeah. They yeah. make a decision to see this as, okay, this is an opportunity for me to work with, right? Mm-hmm. And how do I work with mm-hmm. this? Because this is who I am. This is, you know, what's the challenge that's going on in my life. And we all have them. 
Whether it is, yeah. you know, because you were born, you know, in a female body and maybe you're experiencing sexism stuff or maybe you're a person of color and so you're experiencing racism and, you know, and, and oftentimes we have, you know, a plethora of these different things going on, right? Mm-hmm. But they're challenges, you know, mm-hmm. and then how do I work through them on a personal basis, right, and move them forward? and help other people to work through them. And not just the other people who might be a person of color or might be a person who, you know, is in a female body or might be a homosexual person or a trans person or or or, or, or a disabled person, but also to help people who may not have those challenges to be able to see and not other people like you. Yeah. Then affording them the opportunity to be a part of the oneness and to be a part of love. Yeah. Yeah. By being able to see their pain and not be averse to it because we're not afraid of pain because we're not seeing pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. So when we end our suffering, right? Hmm. Doesn't mean the challenges end. It means the suffering ends. Okay. When we mm. are not in the space of saying, "Oh, well, we need to suffer." <clears throat> okay. I'm not suffering, and so those around me have the opportunity to not suffer as well, or suffer less. Mm. Right. So that every time mm-hmm. we get triggered, it's a gift. Sometimes we come across the challenge, it's a gift. And what it's doing is it's giving us the opportunity to get what we really want. Because oftentimes when people come to me, most of the time they don't really know what they want. Sometimes they have mm-hmm. an idea of a way forward. They think that they know what they want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So, like you. You know, I know, mm. like you felt, I know I want to be an artist. Mm. So that's like a sort of very general thing, right? But mm. then we've like discussed and we've worked through, okay, what kind of an artist does Floor want to be? Mm. How does Floor get to be the type of artist that Floor wants to be? What do you want to do with that art, right? What mm-hmm. is the purpose? What is, you know, what are what are you challenging yourself with through being an artist? How yeah. then is that speaking to other people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? You know, and all of that then puts you through and gets you to what you really want. And oftentimes we get what we we get what we want. But then the challenges don't stop because now we come up with mm. another thing that helps us because that's the nature of life. The nature of life is to expand, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I believe it was the last week when we talked about that, you know, the spirit self, or people, some people call it soul, but it's the spirit self, you know, your core being, 
always wants to expand. And, you know, when you're integrating, you can actually have conversations with how, what's the easiest way to do this? So, you know, one of the mantras that we always do, right, in my coaching is, what is the simplest, easiest way? Yeah. Yeah. I love that mantra. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It really does work. That in of it does work, and it helps you to get out of suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not Mm -hmm. avoidance, because avoidance is not the simple easiest way. Right? It's true. It's like when we're trying to kill, you know, it's like when we have this Band-Aid on and, you know, when you're little by little trying to peel it off and, you know, there's like all this, you know, it's sort of like suffering because there's like all of this pain with it. But if we just take the Band-Aid, we go, you know, like just take it, you know, right off as we all know. It's just real quick. There's pain, mm. but that pain is quick, right? And it's mm. gone in an instant. Mm. Right? Yeah. So when we're, what we're doing when we're, you know, if you're a person who's just little by little, you're trying to avoid that, that quick pain, right? Mm. And now it's causing mm. you to suffer. <laughs> mm. But if you had just said, okay, I'm just going to face this thing, you know, and just take that band-aid right off. It, you're not suffering. Yeah. It's just, oh, that was just a little bit of pain. <laughs> no big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, this is very much the same way. When we face the pain, when we face whatever it is, I mean, everybody, I've seen so many people do that, you know, where, well, you know, you need to push yourself out there and just be vulnerable. Just do it. Just, you know, mm-hmm. and I know... Yes, it takes being brave, but that comes from your spirit anyway. So you go through your heart and you just go, okay, this is who I am and I have this love inside of me and I'm going to put that out there. And you know what? No matter what happens, yes, there are going to be some people who might be critical or whatever. And even when that happens, that's an opportunity. Yeah. It's an opportunity in some way to confirm. Yeah, I can totally vouch for that. Yeah, everything is right? an opportunity. That's what we're saying. Right, That's what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying, I'm just going, mm, yeah. But I know what you're saying, yeah. Everything right, is an because, opportunity. Yeah, because whether they're, so sometimes the criticism can, you know, lead you into doing what you're trying to do in a better way. You know, mm. it can lead you mm. into understanding other people and, you know, working on, say, you know, talking about how you talk about what you're trying to convey in mm. a manner that actually speaks to more people. Or um, oftentimes it could just be, oh, look, you know, that hurts. So that's a trigger. And so I'm going to, you know, go in and I'm going to work on that trigger and that's going to make me stronger and it's going to make my voice that much stronger in whatever it is that I'm saying, Mm -hmm. you know. It's also going to make me softer Mm -hmm. 
because it affords me the opportunity, again, to be able to see, oh, you know, because if it's a person, like troll people, troll people are very much in pain, you know. Yeah. On the Internet, people tend to, you know, and troll and this and that. You know, and you can see, because they're going around and criticizing all those people, and it's like, oh, you know, look at all of this pain this person's in. So, you know, and you might be able to figure out, like, oh, how can I fix this person, you know, and even sometimes make their pain a little less or not, you know, which is not always possible because on the Internet it's, it's interesting, you know, they, they can avoid you easier than in person, so <laughs> they tend to just run away, but either mm-hmm. way, they're not then aligning with you anymore because and because you don't obviously need the alignment if you've looked through the triggers around that alignment. Right? But as you resist and you, because you're not seeing it as an opportunity, okay, you get more and more and more of that. And then pretty soon, you know, that energy is just like all on top of you and you're suffering. And, you know, now you go online and I see people do this all the time and they're complaining. And, oh, my God, I can't believe these people, you know. Whereas me, even when I observe these people, it's funny. <laughs> it's often funny to me because I go, wow. You know? And I do feel compassion for them. It's not that I don't feel compassion for them. It's just like, wow, okay, this is kind of, you know, a crazy day where people are kind of doing things that are kind of interesting. Wow, you know. But I'm thinking it's funny because oh, it's yes. also, I see it as an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. like bless them. But having yeah. compassion, this is another thing that a lot of people fall into, right, that they are practicing codependency. They're practicing that sympathy thing that I've talked about in the past, right? Yeah. So they get drawn into the suffering of the other, Mm -hmm. which then causes them to suffer, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like sometimes when I've posted, you know, that I'm going through something in rubber, I'm not complaining. And I've forgotten to add that into my post. So, because if I don't add that into my post, people can assume, you know, that I'm complaining. Do you see what I mean? Right. Like, oh, I might be going through such and such, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> and people will say, oh, I'm sorry. Because then they're in, they're, actual what that we've been taught to do is to say oh I'm sorry or you know you know oh yeah I've been through that and it's hell or whatever and then they feel like they're being like understanding do you see what I mean yeah well I I think they (laughs) are actually well yes they they are actually yeah yes they are yeah but they think they're I can't think of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not complaining. Yeah. And so, like, often I'll have to write, you know, something and say, and I'm loving this, you know, I'm loving the pain, you know. <laughs> Let me get into a conversation <laughs> about why. Why, you know, why are you loving the pain? But, yeah, because I feel drawn to actually share that to share that I'm not suffering. You know, I might be challenged, but I'm not suffering, and I'm using it as an opportunity. Right. I, and think, what, I think... What did I get right. I, w- I just want to cover what, before we get sidetracked here, 
Um, I well, want to cover, fine. like, what it is because I kind of know what it is that I, I think that you are trying to convey here. Um, yes. So there's no problem with <laughs> practicing empathy actually requires us to empathize with the person. So we do want to say, yeah, you know, I've been through something similar, and, yeah, I, I know it sucks, right? Because sometimes when you just say something like that, I know, it's, yeah, you know, it's difficult. Um, that's kind of all you need to say unless the person is asking for help. Or you could offer help, and if they would like some, then that's fine. But what people have a tendency to do is they want to come in and they want to save you. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And that's the difference. You see, you are not oh, yeah. saying I'm asking to be saved. If in no. the poster what you're saying, you're not asking for help. Right? Absolutely. And I just realized that I was reading into their empathy. So that's one of my triggers. So I got something there. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah, oftentimes so they're okay. just saying, you know, and that's great too because it's oftentimes it's also helping them because they don't feel alone. Oh, well, yeah, I've been through something like that before. So they may feel like they don't really have anything to offer, but at the same time, they're saying, you know, I've been through this too. Oh my gosh, I can so relate to this. And unknowingly, they're actually offering you something by just relating to you. That's what empathy is all about. By being vulnerable enough to say, oh yeah, you know, I felt a similar thing. I know this is difficult. Do you see? Yeah. This, this is challenging. Yeah. Or what have you. Yeah. But what we don't want to do and a lot of very, very well-meaning people do this is they come in and they want to say, and da 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 and the person wasn't even asking for help. And I've been guilty of that a lot. Yeah. I really yeah. have, right? Me too. I've yeah. That's what I thought I had to do. <laughs> right, because that's part <laughs> of our programs, right? But then mm-hmm. what that does is it, like, brings you into their suffering, and then people might get angry and come back at you, and you're going and, and say, like, well, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that, blah, you know, or whatever. And then, you know, this whole sort of triggering fight ensues and all of that, and it causes more suffering. Because mm. it's, yeah, right. So instead, and again, it's not avoidance because you are approaching, which you, would you like some help? Or, you know, mm. I don't know if I can have, you know, sometimes you're, I don't know if I can help you with this. All I see is this person is saying they're in pain. So I have a tendency now that what I do is I just, you know, go and, you know, put hugs or a heart and leave it at that. Or, you know, if it's something a little bit more extreme, I might ask, you know, if you'd like, I, I might offer help if you would like. Um but if they would like. Because oftentimes mm. people are just, you know, expressing how they feel, and they already, you know, have their tools. The part of their tool is to express themselves. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And so all they're really asking sometimes, uh, most of the time by expressing that is, is to hold space. That's it. Mm. 
And that in and of itself will help to help their suffering and help you because you're not suffering for their suffering, do you see? Yeah. But when we see things, also when we see things, you know, as, um, you know, as linear, as dualistic, we'll see this, you know, because I see people do that too where it is, you know, they might be like, oh, everybody's being so negative. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, everyone. Everything is this. Yeah. Right. That's you know, and they're statement. being critical and, you know, and really they're suffering. Yeah. And what they're saying, and the reason they are is because they're t- taking on the other people's suffering. Explain that. Well, Okay, so you might have a day on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook or whatever, and there might be, you know, something going on, oftentimes it's politics, but, you know, or something, everything's politics, but (laughs) so there's some kind of suffering going on, and they're, like, seeing this, and people are expressing it, you know, oftentimes Hmm. when people are suffering, they're putting out stuff that's, you know, um, they're reacting out of, pain and because of that like people you know other people that are seeing things as being negative or positive are just going like oh my god you know this is you know this is so negative and you know and so because they don't see that they're being triggered and see it as an opportunity when they're being triggered what then happens Right, what then happens is, you know, because they don't want to own it, so now they're projecting it back onto the other person, and now they're suffering, and those people, and everybody's suffering here, right? Where oh, see, if yeah. you see it as I'm being triggered, so I'm going to, like, now bow away from it, I'm going to work my trigger, then I'm going to come back to it because I'm not going to avoid, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to come back mm-hmm. to it because I see it as, a, yet again, an opportunity, I recognize the opportunity by working my triggers around it. Now, and there's things like that that oftentimes are way more than one trigger, right? Um, mm. And now I'm going to come back in and I'm going to see what other sorts of opportunities are within that, right? And mm. what sort of opportunities are actually occurring in society mm. within mm. the collective? Because you could actually see, right, oh, look, there's Mm. this golden opportunity. Through this suffering or through this pain and through the pain of society, right, Mm. okay, there's this opportunity. And I can, if I work my triggers, be a person, right, who can step up and say, hey, look, there's this opportunity, you guys. Mm. Let's take this and do this. And we're seeing this, particularly where I live here in the United States, a lot with, like, what's going on with the politics. People are much more challenged. Now, when Obama was in office, there were a lot of people who were inspired. Um, And they were definitely still talking about, you know, some of the challenges, things that, you know, needed to be addressed to help with people's sufferings and, 
and things of that nature in many, many different ways. Um, but because now they're even more challenged to really coming forward, there are so many more people getting involved. I was speaking to a woman yesterday on the bus back from the event that I went to, and she'd gone, and um, we sat there and we talked for quite a while on the bus stop too. But, you know, she said, she, before this, you know, she looked to be probably in her 50s, and she said, you know, before this, I've never been involved. I've never been to a rally. I've never been to a town hall meeting. I've never, ever been involved in anything like this. And I feel so much better. Even though there's this, all these challenges, I feel so much better being involved because mm-hmm. I don't feel helpless anymore. So this one person, and she's not the only one, I'm quite sure, She's experiencing less suffering because she's not now no longer avoiding the subject. She's mm. feeling empowered because she's participating in her society. Mm. Okay. And then I'm seeing this overall as a theme that is going on overall for people. And no matter what side you're on, you know, you're you know, people, and there's more of a conversation starting to take place because that's another thing that we realize is, you know, we've been so divided. And really, in a lot of ways, we want some of the very same things. Mm. And we can't have those things unless we come to the table and really talk about it. Mm. And really do so, but see, you have to be able to work your triggers to do that. Because if you have somebody who has what you think, then sometimes you think it's an opposing view and it is not necessarily a completely opposing view. Mm-hmm. Right? So not only do you get, you see how it helps you to get what you want, it helps you to interact with society, it helps you to look beyond your own nose and to get out of the programs and your beliefs. By looking at everything, absolutely everything, as an opportunity. Yeah. Okay. And I want to say, too, we don't always get what the opportunity is right away. Yeah. And oftentimes within one thing that has happened to us, we have a plethora of opportunities. Right? Blimey, yeah. I've been through that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Like, some of the things that seem the most horrible that happen in our life are the grandest of opportunities. Those are always the grandest of opportunities. Right? Well, yes. If you have the tools already, makes it better. <sighs> yes. If you do. But even if you don't, seeing it as an opportunity will spur you forward to look for those tools. Yes, that's happened to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just seeing okay, it as an so opportunity. Sometimes it can mm. be just that, an opportunity to look for the tools that you need mm. to be able to mm. overcome the challenge to move forward however you move forward, right? Mm. Because they're mm. there. They're always there can't always readily see them, and that's why sometimes we might, you know, so this is sometimes what I do, you know, okay, how, so I do see everything as an opportunity, but sometimes I really have to sit and ask, how is this an opportunity? 
I don't always get a direct answer right away, but I yeah. always eventually get an answer. And and sometimes it comes from, you know, places that my mind could have never thought of. You know, I might be sitting on a bus stop and talking to somebody. It might be, you know, I'm just cruising on the Internet. and You know, I might even be watching a television program, or, you know, or whatever. It, it's just, you know, driving down the street, walking down the street and see something. And it is because I've been consciously aware of I'm looking for the opportunity. I let it go and I manifest the tool that I need to overcome the challenge and to expand forward. Mm. Mm. Sometimes mm. it's in my dreams when I'm sleeping, right? Yeah. So because it was already there in front of me and I didn't know. Something. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a conversation I've with a person. Books. or yeah. yeah. I've had <laughs> books literally fall off the shelf at a store and land at my feet. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me as well. There was nobody I around. Just, I just thought accident prone. <laughs> no, not no. Seriously, no. They have, they have actually fallen off the shelf. Books in my own home have fallen off the bookshelf. I'd be like, oh, oh I'll yeah, read that one then. <laughs> right? Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what was your question about, darling? My question, we've already talked about this already, so it's just mm-hmm. from another sort of perspective. There's this belief in society that it's my job to end your suffering and it's your job to end mine. How do you find opportunity in that when it feels like you're swimming against the whole tide of society, especially if you're a person working on codependency issues? You ask, how do I release resistance to that? Mm. Because whenever, because that feeling is a feeling of resistance. Yeah. Whenever we feel like we're swimming against the tide with anything, it's resistance. Mm. Okay. Because there's a difference. So, yes, society teaches us that, yes, you know, you have to suffer and people will come around you and even propose to you that you need to suffer. But if you, when that person tells you that, feel triggered by it, there's your opportunity to work that trigger and get yourself Mm -hmm. out of the space of resistance. Because you can't speak to that person about not suffering if you're in a space of resistance to what they're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because now what you want to do is you want to go and you want to try to control them, right, which is totally mm-hmm. a space of resistance. And people will say, well, I'm not trying to control them because I'm, you know, just trying to show them the way because I'm not feeling that way. Well, really? Mm-hmm. So... If instead you're just holding the space and you might ask them something, you're, you might just say, well, for me, uh, you know, that's just not the space I'm in and I'm not going to suffer because you are, you know. Uh, right. You might not say exactly that because <laughs> you might no. be triggered by that. But, you, you know, you might say, well, that's not the space that I am in. 
you know. And I've had people, when I say something like that, you know, and there's no, I'm not going to say you're wrong or, you know, or I'm going to offer you this. No, I just, you know, I mean, obviously somebody's coming to me for help. That's a little bit different. But if it's just somebody, I'm at a party or a function and they're, you know, I just keep my face. Oftentimes people then get amazed that I'm not being confrontational. I'm just, and they will ask me, well, hmm, tell me about a little bit more about this, you know. And, yes, I will see that sometimes, yeah, they're still kind of very skeptical. And that's okay. But I, because I'm not in a space of resistance. So their skepticism doesn't create some kind of fear in me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I worked through that not trigger. It's, you know, people are going to do that. People are going to be <laughs> yeah. critical. And, and, and they should be. Yeah. <laughs> they should be. They should question you. Mm. Right? Mm. If they weren't, mm. something would be wrong. And then what you have is like a cult following maybe or something, you know, and that wouldn't be really very good for them, are you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because then you remain in some comfort zone that, you know, is going to prevent you from expanding until eventually you get to a point where uh, something major happens in your reality and then it feels like your whole world is falling apart because you've been in this cocoon, right? Mm. I've mm. experienced this. Most people have. They're not even aware that that is essentially what they're experiencing, right? Mm. And now we're in some grand, wonderful suffering. Mm. Mm. See how that works? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, codependency issues are an ongoing thing anyway. You know, so it's easy to start to continue to control where you're not aware where you're still controlling. So that was a good answer to question. Thank you. That was, that was good. Yeah, I just remember myself a few years ago and, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so frustrated because, you know, I'm not suffering, but I'm suffering because you're suffering because I'm not suffering. (laughs) 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 But that was then. because they're suffering. It's because you've chosen to suffer. Because and you haven't seen yeah. it as like some sort of an opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always it's always kind of coming back. It's a it's a form of yeah. Because yeah. then because then the program says, Okay, well I've got to get them out of suffering somehow and maybe they don't want to be out of suffering because I ran across that too. Mm, mm, yeah. I can't make yeah, somebody get out of suffering. If they want yeah. to suffer, you know, mm. for whatever reason, it's their spirit is aligned with that, and this is what they know, and, you know, at least in whatever energetic way that, you know, this is what they're doing. And I will give them the space to do that. And it's interesting because when you give them the space 
to do that, when they're when they decide they don't want to suffer anymore, they feel um, like they can come to you more because mm. you didn't judge their suffering. Mm. I've been experiencing that with me and my son. Yeah, as you coach mm-hmm. me, and the more that that holding the space for someone as well that I can do, the more he's actually able to have the space even for himself to, um, yeah. And it gives gives them space to to work through it easier for themselves because they're their own unique being, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have their own path and they have what they need Mm -hmm. to do. But, yeah, but it gives all of this space to not go through as much unneeded suffering. Suffering is never actually needed, really. It's just, again, something... Because we don't... We don't know how to deal with all of the energy of the earth plane when we come here. Right? Mm. And then we get, like, all of this energy and this stuff that's telling us, oh, you have to suffer, etc. I mean, look, I mean, we've all seen, you know, those monks or, you know, and, and one of my favorite paintings is by Goya. And can't remember right now. It's um, one of the saints, and well, I I love Francisco, but anyway, um, and <laughs> in the Norton Simon Museum here in Pasadena, California, um, and he's you know self-flagellating, right? Yeah, he's making himself suffer for God. Yeah. And we've all seen that, you know, and it's not just in Christianity. There's also, you know, other traditions where you have some different monks. It's usually some sort of monk people that do this. But um, but I've also seen it in, you know, studying folk religions, um, what people call like primitive people or like hunter-gatherer people sometimes. Some of them are, you know, um, tribal peoples or whatever. They sometimes do have rituals like that. Um, and that's something that I haven't really delved into as to, you know, picking apart, you know, I, I picked it apart in an academic way, but, you know, I haven't, like, sort of gone back to it after that. Yeah, um, yeah. I know what sort of their beliefs around it are. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is that you can do stuff like that and it can make, it can make you stronger. It doesn't mean you even have to suffer through that because it's just pain. And I do notice when I was watching, because there are all these documentaries and oftentimes, well, like when I was in school, they would show me a lot of these documentaries um, that you can't necessarily get anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, they're, um, they're very interesting because I would, I would be observing, you know, through these documentaries and such, like how these people were viewing pain. Yeah. Right? So, some of them did, some of them viewed it as suffering, but you know what was interesting? The great majority of them didn't look like they were suffering at all. Mm. It was just yeah. going through a physical pain to strengthen yourself, just like the athlete does, you know? Yeah, and I've you want seen to, to do these different things physically. Huh? With the Maori, the Maori, I remember watching a documentary, it's the Maori people, you know the Maori people and they're like head to toe tattoo, and they were talking mm-hmm. about how it's a form of controlled violence, because 
because if you live in a very challenging environment, then it's kind of like a ritual to... Oh, I can't say because I'm not Maori, but, yeah, a form of controlled violence. So it's like embracing the pain, right? Yeah, I, I actually watched a documentary like, which was called Tatuli. Yeah. that is um, that it was uh, that actually started didn't start with the Maori, but um, but it that was what but anyway. we're trying to say is like there's forms of <laughs> controlled violence, but mm-hmm. there's also forms of suffering that actually may not be necessary, and we need to ask ourselves: Is it necessary to suffer, or is it not? Right. Right. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's never necessary to suffer. No. Again, pain is imminent. Pain is imminent. Pain is imminent. Suffering is optional. Suffering is an option. Right. Yeah. Because, yes, okay, I even experience this again in a physical way. It is, you know, what mm-hmm. is the choice that I'm going to make in energetically, mentally and energetically dealing with what is going on? And how is mm-hmm. and my first thing is how is this an opportunity? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's simply an opportunity. Because sometimes you, you get sick because you just need to rest, and you have not been seeing that you need to rest. So perhaps yeah. you're pushing yourself too hard in some way, right? Whereas, okay, what you need to do not that you can't do all of the things, right? or take on all of the same things, but you need a shift in your energy. And so red, so this is alerting you to that. Okay, so how do I shift my energy? Because one of the things that I teach people how to do is to really get in line with your daily energy. Like what, and, and it shifts, right? Mm. So it's getting in line with the universe. That's what I call it. And I give people exercises to be able to do that so that they're not in resistance to the energy of the day, the overall of the collection. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what you've been doing with me. Right. That's really worked. Right. Yeah. So sometimes even, you know, I might, you know, have a little glitch and go, oh, I'm feeling like this little tiredness and so okay what is this about and it can be about different things but again it's an opportunity Mm. it's an opportunity to show me because throughout our day we're constantly getting all of these what we consider to be in our perspective little opportunities but then they all collectively really add up to bigger and bigger opportunities but if we're in resistance to that all the time then we get more physical suffering, too, and we get definitely more emotional suffering and so on and so forth. Right? Mm. So everything is mm. an opportunity. So we have five minutes left. <laughs> so wow, just to let you know. Yeah. Huh? That was a great show, yeah. Kim. So. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. I hope yeah. people got a lot out of this. Right? Um, yeah. And my next show that I'm going to do is going to be on spirituality and sexuality. And, mm. you know, how to approach how to approach sexuality, what it can look like for you, 
um, why it is important, um, and what Tantra is really. <laughs> I really want to discuss that because That's unfortunately there's a question. lot going on around Tantra yeah. that people don't really understand. Um, and, yeah, so I and you know, since I've been sort of practicing things most of my adult life, consciously or not, mm-hmm. at first not consciously, mm-hmm. came more natural to me, but um, <laughs> runs in my family. Yeah, so um, I just think it's a really awesome subject, um, something that's been coming through for a lot of people lately, um, a lot mm-hmm. of people that I've been working with. Um, and it's really important. It's, you know, important to embracing, you know, who we are in this now, right? Um, And what that looks like for us to be really, really healthy and really, really self-loving. So I'm really excited about that, too. Um, But, and I didn't even say this at the beginning of the show, like I usually do. I'm Kim Gilstrom, Spiritual Synergist. I am a life coach. I um, love what I do. I have a YouTube, which is Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist. I also have my website, which is kimgilster.com, if you would like to donate to help keep this show going. I have a link on the page here to my website where you can do that. Um, You can go to my website. There's actually a tab there. Um, And, yeah, sign up for the coaching. it's really worth it. I've had so many people who are just really falling in love themselves, really moving forward, really doing the things they've always wanted to do in their life. Um, so until next time. Oh, and Fleur. <laughs> Hi. I'm going to tell people a little bit about what you do. <laughs> so yeah. I'd love to volunteer you. to come on. Oh, thank you. No, I really enjoyed the show. I really do enjoy coming on the show and um, listening to you talk about all these subjects. Um, I'm a psychic tarot reader, and I'm in the UK, and I do readings around around the Wiltshire area and also on Skype internationally. And you can find me on Facebook, Rainbow Garden Tarot, or you can friend my profile on Facebook, Fleur Dubois. Oh, yeah, I forgot about my Facebook. And you know what? I'm the only Kim Gilster on there, although somebody made a a phony profile. My last name makes me a little bit more unique. Um, On the Internet, I've only ever found one other person with my first and last name. So it's super easy to find me. Just Google Kim Gilster. Then you'll find my Twitter. You'll find my YouTube. You'll find all sorts of things. Anyway, until uh, a week two weeks from today. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life. And remember, everything is an opportunity. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.